over here on the computer saying they can't. We're, we're in the still in the process of getting everything the way it should be. Yeah. And uh, uh, thank you very much. Uh, how is the sound? Okay. He's, well, I guess we're doing really well. It's okay. Yeah. Hey, I trust me. Well, I, I did have a lot of earwax. <laughs> yeah. I think that's about me. It's called too much information. Thank you very much. <laughs> now, uh, last week, the music here over at Adam's place was absolutely beautiful. But uh, the sound did not get out very well. Oh, and and that's the thing, when you move from one location to another, you're constantly trying to uh, work on it to make sure that it's perfect. And I have uh, a couple of people that listen to the show every day, and if and if we're not exactly right on, they will call the radio station. Because uh, we can't always tell what's going on over here. We get caught up in the conversation and the music and, yeah. and all of those that uh, happened. Wait a minute. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. And I guess Nick is there. Yeah, I think he's going to uh, uh, reconnect. If you want to get some barbecue, i tell you how to do it. Head for the Slick Pig and you're into it. Just walk through the door at 1920 East Main and your nose will send a message right to your brain. Say, mmm, smells good. And barbecue. Slick Pig. They got ribs and beans. Got spicy wings. Slick Pig. On Murfreesboro Tradition, 1920 East Main. President Donald Trump has nominated another strong conservative to the Supreme Court. Amy Coney Barrett shares our conservative Tennessee values, and she respects our Constitution and the rule of law. Bill Haggerty supports Amy Coney Barrett's nomination, and he's running for Senate to help President Trump confirm more constitutionalist judges. Here's Bill Haggerty. The liberal mob is attacking the values that make America great. They want to take away our religious liberties, take away our Second Amendment rights, and encourage taxpayer-funded abortion up until the moment of birth. The mob knows they can't pass their radical agenda in Congress, so they want to hijack the courts to do their dirty work. Together, we can stop them. As your senator, I'll stand with President Trump to confirm constitutionalist Supreme Court justices like Amy Coney Barrett, Brett Kavanaugh, and Neil Gorsuch. I'm Bill Haggerty, candidate for United States Senate, and I approve this message. Paid for by Team Haggerty. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSradio.com. Got an orange mask, and just absolutely happy that this year has gone on as good as it is as far as. Uh, football, uh, yeah. college football. I don't care anything about pro football, but the college football. Uh, I'll be uh, watching the game tomorrow with with my sons. Okay, good. And uh, wait a minute. He, he says going to reconnect. Oh my dear, we can't decide. He 
he keeps flashing this. I'm, I'm going to just completely close this computer down where I can't see him. <laughs> so we we are going on break. <laughs> no, no, we're back. I tell you what, uh, pick out one of your best songs and, and sing this uh, and sing it so Nick can hear it to make sure that we're perfect. All right, we'll start out with one that, uh, and I, I want to say hi to Connie Gannon. Mickey's wife, he's watching, and Everett Brown is watching, and my dear friend up in Pennsylvania, Brenda Culbertson, is watching. Mm-hmm. And guys, I'm sorry about the uh, glare up here on top of the head, but as you can see, it's better than that. You know, folks, I folks. think that's why most country music guys that are that are singers, I think that's why they wear their hats. <clears throat> yeah. Because just about it, uh, almost all of them, I think they all go bald before they're 30. Well, I always thought if I could have given constructive criticism to Hank Snow, I would have strongly encouraged you to wear a hat instead of that toupee, which was hideous, you know. Now, Jim Reeves had a good toupee. It, you, it was really hard to tell. I didn't know Jim Reeves had a toupee. Oh, yeah. See, Jim Reeves had a good one. Yeah, but he Hank, sure did because I couldn't tell it. But Hank went on the cheap on his, and it was oh, it wasn't pretty. Well, it wouldn't be so bad, but... <clears throat> Every once in a while, it would kind of turn. It would face the other way. So it, it, we let out a big verse. It would kind of fluff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we'll go with one. We, uh, you know, last week I gave you the choice of ending with this song. You said, John, you got one more song. I gave you the choice of ending with this one or my song, Six Gun Slim, and you elected Six Gun Slim. Oh, that's one. Of, that's my favorite of all the ones that you've written. Yeah. So yeah. this is one that we were, uh, we left off with. This was a good one to start with. With. Uh, Leonard Sly and the Sons of the Pioneers. Roy Rogers. There you go. (laughs) The shades of night are falling As the wind begins to sigh And the world silhouetted Against the sky Blue shadows on the trail Shining through the trees And a plaintive wail In the distance Comes a-drifting On the evening breeze Move along Blue shadows Move along Soon the dawn will come And you'll be on your way Until the darkness Sheds its veil There'll be blue shadows On the trail Move along, blue shadows, move along. Soon the dawn will come, and you'll be on your way. Until the darkness sheds its veil, there'll be blue. Shadows on the tree.
shadows on the trail. What movie was that from? Well, it's not from the movie you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. That's not even. They didn't even do the right version of it. You're thinking of the three of me. Well, it was close enough. Well, it wasn't even close at all. It sure was. Plus, they had horses singing in it. Yeah. The three Amigos. They had a turtle. And yeah. yeah. I, I like that. Did you guys see the three Amigos? Hey, Micker. Micker Gannon's watching. Yeah. Hey, Micker. That was a great movie. And Mike Riggins. Hey, Mike. Now, there, you need to meet my friend Mike Riggins. Is he like the rest of your friends? Well, I know you wear a lot of orange, but I've never seen him not in orange, ever. Well, so, so he, he's uh, one of these New York dressers, right? No. N- very he, stylish, very he, stylish. He, it's not stylish at all. It's kind of hideous, but he's a UT fanatic. Above, and he's been going, I forget how many years back he's had season tickets. And he's never missed a game in like 40 years or something. Oh, Mike, you can text me and tell me. That's my kind of guy. How many it is. Yeah. Oh, Mickey's up at the lake. Micker says, hey, from the lake. Well, he should be playing the drums today. You going to go swim today, Mick? (laughs) Ooh, I swam last week. I always swim into October. It's my my point. I live up on the Canyon Fork River. Yeah. I've got a... I've got to swim into October every year before I quit. The the temperature on the on, on the lake right now is what about sixty? I don't know, but it was really chilly last week last weekend when I jumped in the river. I got out pretty quick. <laughs> now one year I, I swam into November, and I'd never do that again. I about got how far is that? What do you mean? I just I just swam, you swam into November. Oh, <laughs> that's a long way. It felt long. Yeah, you're a pretty good swimmer. Oh, yeah, and I swim with my dogs, and it's fun, and uh, uh, so it's uh You know, Mitriette's wife, uh, she swims. Mitriette's wife. Mitriette's husband. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute, Greg Tucker's wife. <laughs> am I having a day or am I having a day? <laughs> I don't know. You, you got all freaked out over this sound thing. You got you all worried. No, I got freaked out because when I got here, as usual, I left my mask in the car. I know. You then did they, that last they marched me back out the door, and I've got to go get to my car and get the mask on. And and I and I left my keys in the car. And it just—it's been one of those days. I don't know, I know if you've ever had one or not. But I'm going to have uh, lunch with my old buddy Bill Kennedy today. Great. And he's bought him a new house in the Christiana community, oh, and I'm fantastic. going to go out and. Uh, Look at his new place. It's, it's going to be a it's going to be a good day. But I enjoy coming over here because well, I meet the, the nicest people. And uh, Clyde Atkinson's uh, mama, bless her heart, uh, she she comes and she you've been here every day just about Peggy, and and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Is uh, Patsy here today? I haven't seen her, Patsy Morton, but. Um, we need to have. We need to start having them on the air a little bit. We do because they're a whole lot smarter than we are. Well, yeah, and they look a lot better than we do. I mean, no offense to you, Truman, but I'm having to stare at you today, and that's. I mean, you're directly across. You know, at the station, you get off to my side. I didn't have to look directly at you, but today. But I can't see you as well with the glare <laughs> over there. So I, know. I mean. It, it's it's a terrible situation. Oh, you know we should start it. This is we got a fine studio audience out there. Four people. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we did have five. I think you messed up. But it's them. a good. Yeah, they they he heard just the first part of my song and boogied. But uh, she heard. She okay. But yeah. uh, 
This is great with this this size group to have audience participation. Yeah. Because, you know, I know you love all my witticisms I bring to the show. Tell one of your jokes and see. <laughs> so I'm going to let the folks help me today. Y'all ready? Can y'all hear me out there? Okay. Okay. I got a question for you. What do you call a small mother? I see some. Oh, I can see the eyes squinch like their brains are working, but nobody's coming up. And nobody's got it. I think they're in pain. Are they? <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah. You call a small mother a minimum. 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 <laughs> yeah, you blew it again. I did. Speaking of yes. Miller's Grocery, which you haven't mentioned, but that's where you're going to eat lunch, right? I did mention Miller's Grocery. Before we went on the air, you did. Oh. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. And Truman, you know, I played out there with Ken Frizzell and Sarah. And, you and did? Folks, for years and years. Bless their hearts. They've been gone for a while now, they both have. of them. They have. And I still have, I bought Ken's pickup. I got Ken's pickup. Oh, wow. And it's a 1998 with 80,000 miles on it. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I love it. I've got 170,000 and mine's six years old. I know. So yeah. uh, that's crazy. But uh, you can put in a good word for me out there. I would, uh, I've had a lot of people. Uh, since I started posting on Facebook during this pandemic, you're saying, is there any place that you could that you play at night where we could come and have dinner and listen to the music? And I don't have a, a current gig at all because of all this. But mm-hmm. you could put a good word in for me out there to those dear sisters and say. Debbie and Laura. Debbie and Laura and say, Johnny B would really like to come back. Maybe not every week, but just on occasion, come back and do music at Miller's Grocery again. It'd be Are such you a nice- going to do it for free? Well, of course, I'll do it just for the tips and a meal. That's all we used to do it for. Oh, really? Yeah, tips and a meal. Boy, that's some uh, that's some really good music for oh, tips and meal. Well, it depends. It's all an eye, ear, ear of the beholder. But uh, yeah. speaking of Miller's Grocery. But there's not a whole lot of room. Well, we were the, way up in that corner by the, you know, the window there that has the platform in front of it. Kind of, what do you call it? That kind of window there in front of the grocery. We always sat right there. Yeah, but but isn't that kind of does it kind of interfere with the traffic as it goes? No, in we're out? off to the side of the front door there. But at the same time, I know we'd have to make some, you know, we'd do some different things with distancing and all that with this current environment. But we can work it out. I'm, I'm very flexible. You know. But uh, I will talk to them. I see Laura's there just about every time I go in. Yeah, and tell Laura even if she. Uh, says no, I'm not going to hold it against her. She's a dear, love her dearly. They're yeah. sweetest people in the world. Uh, it, it's not that they don't love you and love the music, but it's sometimes, especially with this pandemic, mm-hmm. this this mess that's going on right now. I don't. Uh, it's hard for people to adjust to it. Well, I just have Miller's has a special place in my heart because that's where I met Ken and Sarah. Yeah, and then we played together for years and years and years after that. And of course, they've both passed on now and. Who God has his uh, harmonicas? I don't know. That's a good question. I'm sure his son probably does, but yeah. I have to check with him. I think him. he Ken can Jr. play also. I, I, I don't know. I'll check with Ken Jr. And yeah. You know, Sarah, you would still hear Sarah on the radio. Oh, yeah. Doing the commercial. Yeah, she Doing does on the commercial. Had a beautiful voice. But speaking of Miller's, uh, uh, hey, Mickey says, sounding great, brother. Thank you, Micker. You're a dear. Looking forward to getting back and playing with you. Uh, 
one one Friday night we were out at Miller's Grocery and uh, and we were actually had finished playing and uh, we were packing up. And uh, I, I noticed a gentleman standing over by the, you know, the door of the restrooms over there yeah. where it is. Mm-hmm. There was a gentleman standing over there. He had a hat almost exactly like this on. And he had it kind of tilted down over his eye there a little bit. And he, and he was he was obviously several years older than me, but he was straight as a stick and just thin as a rail and had these jeans on and boots. And you could tell he was just cool. He was homeless. He, no, he wasn't homeless at all. He was just a cool looking guy. Okay. So he walks about halfway over to us, but the guy he's with, the guy he had dinner with that night over there, walked all the way over to us and was just effusive about his praise for the music, how much they loved it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, uh, I, I, he said we really loved those Marty Robbins songs you did. And I said, oh, really? He goes, yeah, let me, let me explain why. Let me bring my friend over. And he called. He said, Joe, come over here. And so the gentleman with the cowboy hat comes over, and he's just just meanders over, you know. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he said, "This is my friend Joe Babcock." And I introduced him. Hey, Mr. Babcock, I'm John Blankenship. And introduced me. He goes, and uh, Joe Babcock goes, uh, "I enjoyed them Marty Robbins songs you sang." And I said, "Well, thank you." And and his his buddy said, "Tell him why, Joe. Tell him why." He goes, "Ah." You tell him. I don't want to go into all that. He goes, well, Joe played with Marty for years. He toured with him, wrote songs that Marty recorded, and is on several of his his uh, records. I went, oh, now I was starstruck. I was going, oh, my dear, my hero played with this guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so uh, I said, Mr. Babcock, that's amazing. And he said, call me Joe. I said, okay, Joe, tell me something you wrote that Marty recorded he goes oh they were all just on albums you never would have heard them any of our i wrote and i said well try me he goes well i always liked this song i wrote because marty did it so well it's called uh, dusty winds and he said i'm sure you've never heard of that and i said you think so and i took and i just took off playing it right there in front of it <laughs> i never heard of it well marty robbins if you're not a av- rabid marty robbins fan you wouldn't but mm-hmm. i had listened to every I've got so many albums and listened to so many. You've of the played it on the show before. Yeah, and uh, so when I played "Dusty Winds," a song that Joe Babcock wrote and Marty recorded, then he took on a whole new interest in me, and he said, uh, "Wow," he said, oh, "You really surprised me there." He said, uh, "You did that Devil Woman song earlier. You want to do it again with me?" He said, "I sang back up on the record on it." I went, "Wow." Oh yeah. So we all he did. Of course, we had our chairs. We were mics were down at chair height, so he mm-hmm. was standing up. So he just kneeled down on one knee and pulled a mic around, just oh. standing there straight, just straight as a stick on one knee. And I'm get down in the chair, and we played "Devil Woman," and he sings beautiful harmony behind me. And by this time, people in the restaurant had noticed something really magical was going on. So a group had gathered around us, and then he said, "Do you know all of El Paso?" <laughs> I said, yeah. I think Did he write that? No, he didn't write it. That was written by Marty. Marty Robbins wrote it. You know what was strange about that story? What? Nobody was listening or even around you until Joe started. I know. It, was, you know, it took on a whole new level of excellence. But... Uh, but we did uh, we did the whole song El Paso with him singing backup harmonies. That's it a great was, song. And it, was, it was just one of those magical moments. So Joe Babcock, I hope he's still with us in this world. He lived in Franklin, Tennessee. Oh. was still gave me one of his cards. He was still available to do gigs and this and that. But well, that's uh, pretty neat. So 
in honor of that, since you reminded me of Miller's Grocery and, and that night, I'm going to do that song, Dusty Winds, by Joe Babcock, that was recorded by Marty Robbins. Ninety days since the country seen a drop of rain. Forty-four since the grass began to burn. Thirsty cattle are milling round the old creek bed. Dusty winds where the waters used to churn. Dusty winds hear them blow. Dusty winds morning low. Night and day on they go, those dusty winds. Not a cloud in the sky, but still the sun shines dim. But enough to turn the scenery dark and brown. Looking westward is a dust cloud looming high in the sky. Shows the trail of 50 settlers leaving town. Dusty winds hear them blow. Dusty winds morning low. Night and day on they go, those dusty winds. When it's late in the evening in my cabin all alone It's a lonesome when that wind comes howling through And I think of all the settlers heading west out of town Kinda wished I'd have left here with them too Dusty winds hear them blow Dusty winds morning low Night and day on they go those dusty winds Yet dusty winds hear them blow, dusty winds moaning low, night and day on they go, those dusty winds. That's a good song. Isn't it? Yeah, Great it really song. is. Good sound. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, anywho, that was a nice moment, and uh, it's great to have memories, isn't it? Yeah, have you contacted him since then? No, I haven't. I've lost his contact information, and uh, mm. uh oh, looks like my broadcast is disconnected due to poorless wireless. Oh, you know what? Sounds good to me. At a break, we're gonna need to uh, we're gonna need to see if I can get on their email on their uh, internet here. I didn't think about that. What are you talking about? Well, I gotta get. I gotta have my phone. I gotta connect my phone to the internet, and it's, it's obviously not on their wireless system here because that's why it's. Why do you have to back. have your phone on? Because uh, this is all being done through the internet. This this broadcasting live. I'm broadcasting live on my Facebook page, which is, has to use the internet, and I need to connect to their wireless. I should have thought of that earlier. So sorry about any interruptions. Florence Davis is watching. Hello, Florence. God bless you for watching. Appreciate you. And uh, Mickey, looks like Connie got sick of me. She's gone. Is that? No, maybe she's still there. It's probably scrolled up. <laughs> Tell her hi for me. Did you ever sell your houseboat? Or are you still out there on it? So, sorry, folks. Anywho. See, we have paying customers out here now. I'm glad. Thank you. Well, I'm not really good. I'm not really good at dividing my time, but these folks are so kind to be here in person. I appreciate y'all so much. Thank you. And 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 they came back. That was amazing. <laughs> that most of the time, you know, when I play, the folks don't come back. <laughs> so I really appreciate y'all. Well, the one from Brooklyn, you know. He can put up with anything. Oh, yeah. He, he grew His up Dodgers there. Dodgers ran off and went to L.A. 
So, uh, so he's used to disappointment. Yeah. Well, what did you call the team back then? Them bones, right? Them bones. Yeah, you know. They had their own language in Brooklyn. <laughs> you know, speaking of disappointments, I, uh, I've had a lot of disappointments, and I got to the point, you know, especially in my love life, Truman knows that's a disaster, and so I just was getting pretty discouraged. So I, I saw this uh, correspondence course on how to deal with disappointments. So I signed up for it, and uh, the first lesson came in the mail in this big manila envelope, and uh, the first lesson on how to deal with disappointment, and I opened the envelope up, and it was empty. Where's that drum roll? <laughs> Need you, Mickey. <laughs> well, let me do another Joe Babcock song Marty recorded. How about that? Oh, that'd be good. What's the name? Restless Cattle. Oh, yeah. You played that one. Marty, you did a lot of songs about cows, believe it or not. Even that famous one, you know, I gave you all a taste of last week, I think. Watch your step. Them cattle are sick. I remember that one, don't you? <laughs> you know, folks got a misimpression of cowboys or a misunderstanding that they're all rough and tough and don't have hearts that can be broken, you know, that they're just beyond that. But that's not the case. We all know that. And so uh, this song, very insightful and singing, a cowboy singing to the cows out there on the Round up one night when he's all by himself, just him and the cows. And uh, he can kind of let out his emotion to them. Restless cattle, stop your milling round. It's time to go to sleep. While I tell you about some secrets this poor cowboy has to keep. You won't understand, but still I'd like to get it off my chest. Restless cattle, settle down, it's time to rest. If I show you what I carry, will you promise not to laugh? If another teardrop falls and stains her faded photograph Only you'll know how I feel inside Only you know that I weep Restless cattle, settle down, it's time to sleep What's this? You've stopped your milling Can it be you understand That a cowboy cries like any other man I guess my story must have touched you Cause you're all standing around Restless cattle Now it's time from bed down What's this? You stopped your milling 
can it be you understand that a cowboy cries like any other man? I guess my story must have touched you, cause you're all standing around restless cattle. Now it's time for bedding down. I guess my story must have touched you, cause you're all standing around restless cattle. Now it's time for bedding down. Now, who was the star that Marty Robbins tried to emulate? No, he didn't try to emulate anybody. Yes, he did. No, he had his own style. We know that. Gene Autry. No, no, no. Yes, he did. Marty was inspired by Gene Autry for sure, and he talked about it in his childhood. Yeah. He would sing Gene Autry songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in that sense, you're exactly right. He was, But he didn't try to emulate him. He... Uh, he sang Gene Autry songs, and he uh, was he was a hero of his. He'd go to the movies, watch Gene Autry, you know, even though he wasn't that much younger than him, but a few years younger. And uh, he uh, definitely uh, drew you know drew great drew great inspiration from him. But Marty's style and Gene Autry's I consider completely different, completely different. Gene Autry was a little bit better. <laughs> he knows how to get to me. Did he ever sell a song uh, as as good as the most popular song that Gene Autry ever wrote? Oh, yeah, absolutely. El Paso was, uh, in 1960, was a crossover hit into not only the country charts, but not only one on the country charts, but number one on the pop charts, which was virtually unheard of by a country song at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, to this day, it's you know if I'm somewhere and I'm playing and I'll uh, especially up like in New York, you know where, uh, and I'll say I'll, I'd like to do some Marty Robbins songs, and they say who's that? I say you know Marty Robbins? No, I never heard of him. And I'll launch into El Paso. They go, oh yeah, I know that. <laughs> so, and it is number two. On the top 100 Western songs of all time has been there. Does it sell more than Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Well, that I don't know. It may not have. It definitely didn't sell more than... uh, That had a touch of class to it. Bing Crosby's White Christmas probably has sold more records than any record in history. With the exception of, believe it or not, Elton John's Candle in the Wind after it was redone for Princess Diana's funeral. The original version only became number 11 on the pop charts. But this one, he they would rewrote it. The lyricist Bernie Taupin, who wrote the lyrics for that song "Candle in the Wind," that Elton John can wrote the see, music. Can for. you see Elton John singing Western songs? No. in his boots. No, but the Grateful Dead did a lot of Western songs. Matter of fact, they would do El Paso in all their concerts. Believe it or not, that's amazing. <laughs> I know. Hey, Peggy, Bill Kennedy says he's listening. So um, he he said in his regards to you. Rene, our, our dear friend, my dear friend, Renita McAfee Holt is a faithful listener of mine. Gail Averett Morgan. Hey, Gail. And then uh, Leland McDaniel. 
So I, I can't. I've got to at least acknowledge these folks. Y'all don't mind that, do you? Well, you're kind of. Uh, they're sharing it with you. Leaving the rest of us. Well, they're sharing this virtually while y'all are brave enough to be here live. We appreciate you. So, where's your hat for tips? I don't know. It's right here. I need to. I should have said it. I should have set my guitar case out there. You know. Yeah. By the way, do y'all know what one eye said to the other eye? Don't even listen to him. That one eye said to the other, hey, between you and me, something between us smells. Who laughed? <laughs> Colorado. He's from Colorado. Of course, they get out there in the open spaces, and anything sounds good once you're out there. You wonder if, uh, <laughs> hey, I, I don't usually invite this, but if Nick is, I wonder if he could do a break where I can see if I can get on this Internet here. I no. He can't? No. Because <laughs> i got to retune my guitar. Here. You're driving me crazy on that Internet. I know, but it's a very short drive. <laughs> I think that he, he's, he's giving you a chance. He's going to take a break. So... Go go ahead and, and, and uh, utilize the rest of your time with people who aren't even here. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, they're kind enough to watch. Just sit there and look, especially they're looking only at me and this terrible mug here. You know, folks, I'll do this one, one week when we're out here. Uh, one of the songs I've written, uh, I've written three aging songs. You know, I'm getting on up there myself. And uh, the first one I wrote is entitled Something Really Bad's Happening to My Face. And uh, we'll do that for y'all one day, okay? Yeah, I, what What about uh, uh, Aunt, what are her name's toes? Aunt Irma's toes. Aunt Irma's toes. Number two. That, yeah, that's a classic. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is. So yeah. I've written, I've got a trilogy of aging songs. Okay. Take a break. So <laughs> okay. there you go. All right. Folks, I'm going to have to, you live, folks watching live, I apologize. I'm going to cut this thing short and restart it. Uh, if some of y'all can rejoin, I'd really appreciate it. If not, I understand. But just uh, just y'all being so kind to watch, I appreciate it. Love y'all. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. This August, you could win $20,000. $20,000. Or even $200,000. $200,000. Introducing two new instant games with two ways to play. Two ways to play. And two ways to win. Two ways to win. Double match and double match bonus. Double match and double match bonus. Double the fun. Double the chances. Double the cash. Double match and double match bonus. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Get ready to get your game on with the Tennessee Lottery and fill up your day with fun. Like when you need to upgrade the fun on that road trip. When you could use a little did I just win $50 fun. Woo, yeah! Or when you like to add a side of fun to that next snack. Mm, wow, good. Would you like some fun with that? Well, yeah. Then play the Tennessee Lottery. And for just a dollar or two, you can get your game on. Please remember, play responsibly. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. 
Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. While visiting Rutherford County on Thursday, Secretary of State Trey Hargett told News Radio WGNS state sales tax collections are showing that there's light at the end of the tunnel for the economy. Well, you know, the interesting thing is in Tennessee, if you look at the most recent sales tax revenues, in spite of the pandemic, we're up 93 out of 95 counties have seen increased sales tax revenues year over year versus last year, which obviously we weren't in a pandemic this time last year. Hargett stressed that running state government in a conservative manner is working. We're trying to do two things. We're trying to take care of lives, and we're trying to take care of livelihoods. And so I think that Tennessee's done a really good job of balancing those things and trying to make sure that we continue to have a vibrant economy at the same time that we're protecting the health of Tennesseans. And when it comes to administering the federal government's CARES Act, Hargett had more positive news for the volunteer state. I was with the governor, and I know he's he set up a committee to plan out that, and, and they have a plan for every single penny of those dollars to make sure that we expend it by the necessary deadline. They've done so with a focus in several ways. is protecting the health care of Tennesseans. One of the things I think is really good, a focus on how do they help small businesses. I think they've been very thoughtful in how they spent those funds. And also, we have one of the strongest unemployment trust funds in the country. So they've been very strategic, the governor has to make sure unemployment trust fund doesn't fall below a certain level because when it does, that in effect is a tax on Tennessee businesses. The last thing we want to be trying to do during a, a pandemic is tax business more than need to be taxed. Target was in Rutherford County presenting checks to three organizations. More details on our website, WGNSRadio.com. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock when it breaks and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. This is Ron Hall. When the unexpected happens, Fair Construction can help you whether there's a vehicle in your business or your home that's not supposed to be there. It's in the news, a car through the front door. We can board it up where the place is secure and deal with your insurance company to get it back to its previous condition. When the unexpected happens, call Fair Construction Company. This is Ron Hall with Fair Construction. Call 615-893-6120. Adams Place is a premier senior living facility in Murfreesboro, offering independent living, assisted living, memory care, health care center, and on-site rehabilitation. Call us at Adams Place and arrange a tour today. Enjoy gentle joint exercise in the indoor pool, our soda shop, and many planned activities and trips for every taste. Adams Place is at 1927 Memorial Boulevard. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, Analexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. Mainly cloudy this afternoon with areas of rain, highs in the mid-70s. Chance of rain tonight, low near 65. High is 75 Saturday. Chance of showers. I'm meteorologist Laura Lockwood on News Radio WGNS. Right now, 65. 
Premier Six Theater is open. They're excited to see you again and will be showing some classic movies you'll be sure to enjoy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes. For Premier Six Theater, they're now open. From NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. That you'll ever have, and uh, actually, you have the best movies, and they're cheaper at Premier Six. But they really take care of you. The customers are they they are number one when it comes to Premier Six, and playing uh, the fifth through the eighth. What is today? The day is the ninth. Okay, well, we'll show the ninth through the eleventh then. Uh, the War with Grandpa, PG, it uh, plays at 240, 435, 630, and 810. The Birds, which is one of the scariest oh, movies man. I have ever seen, PG-13, is at 220, 450, 715, and Friday and Saturday also at 945. <clears throat> the Conjuring, uh, and that's the second version of The Conjuring, it's rated R. And it comes on at 7 p.m. And Friday and Saturday also plays at 1010. Coco, rated PG, uh, is at 2, 4 o'clock, and 620. Ghostbusters, rated PG, 230, 440, uh, 825, and Saturday and Friday at 1030. Clue, I presume that's probably... Close to the game we used to play when we were younger, rated PG, is at 215, 415, 610, 830, Friday and Saturday at 1025. Hocus Pocus, rated PG, is at 205, 4 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 8 o'clock, Friday and Saturday at 10 p.m. And Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, Part 1, PG 13. Friday and Saturday at 9.35. And uh, have you got all of your little technical stuff taken no, care of, John? What's weird is uh, once I got on the Internet, it's working worse. So uh, it won't even start now. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it's I'm totally upset about that. Oh, I can see you're just tore all pieces. I am. Well, uh, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to disconnect. And uh, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens now. Say something witty, Truman. I don't think. I think I'm. There I go. I'm back. I got off the. This is weird. What's wasn't the, on the internet. You have got a out. sound coming through my mic now that wasn't there before. Is that that? Static? Yes, yes. I yeah. noticed that before where you got here today. No. Every now and then it would do this static thing. Yeah. 
So I don't know what to do about that. I mean, that's, that's above my pay grade. Well, Brian will be back in town pretty soon, I uh, presume. He's down in Florida, so he'll be back. Are you saying Nick can't handle it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Nick's over at the station, folks. He's struggling. Though. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that static. There's nothing I can do about it. I mean, it's just there. So uh, maybe, maybe when you start singing, you you will. Renita stayed with me. Thank you. Yeah. When you start singing, uh, then all that will go away. Maybe. Yeah. Thomas. Hey, Thomas. Uh, folks, how do you have y'all been coming out here every Friday with the show? Well, it's only the second time. Oh, really? Oh, it is? Yeah. I thought you'd been here before we came here last week. But this is the second time for supposedly the entertainment part. Well, I know, but I'm talking, that's what I'm asking on the other shows, just your talk shows. Are they out here, you know, observing and listening? Actually, the, the, place, the place was full Thomas. out here. It was absolutely packed before we started doing the music. And since we've been doing the music, it, I mean, you can hear a pin drop out here. Well, that's wild. Let me, uh, uh, you know, uh, I was talking about love life earlier, and, and I don't understand it. You know, I can't seem to, you know, every woman I, I try to have a relationship with just gets tired of me, you know, just discards, discards me. Well, they say, hey, we got a caller on the line. Oh, great. Uh, that must be one of them. <laughs> so, Caller, exactly right. Let me tell you why. Caller, welcome to John Blankenship. Thank you, John. Uh, to everyone, thank you. John, Caller, welcome uh, aboard. Oh, well, it's great to hear hey, you back, man. Hey, John. It's great. Women may, may hey, guys, like the phone you, call is not coming through. Oh, shoot. Can you hear me? Well, I'm just going to do a song. Yeah, do a song. Uh, folks, I wrote this song back in, uh, when did I write it? 2012. Uh, I, had, I wanted to write a Western ballad, and I, I'd come up with a tune, but I couldn't really fit. I didn't find. I couldn't come up with the storyline, so I really fooled around with this song for like three years, off and on. And finally, it started forming in my mind what I wanted to do. And I decided I wanted to write a song about uh, Native American uh, and uh, some of the atrocities that they suffered. And uh, and I happened on to the thinking about the California Gold Rush. And so I wrote the song. It's called The Valley of the Gun. It tells the story from the viewpoint of one of these marauders who abused the Indians but then saw the light of day and was trying to reform. And, uh, and it was only after the song that I actually did the research about what happened in Northern California during the gold rush. And, and doggone if, if my song wasn't just dead true to actual history. So it's just one of those weird moments in songwriting. So <clears throat> hope you can follow it and uh, get some enjoyment out of it. <clears throat> I can still see him up there on the hill. His tall silhouette so dark and still. Atop his steed against the setting sun Above the valley of the gun His unremorseful eyes stole one last look 
Staring down o'er the plain where five lives he took This deadly ground where he spared none Forever now the valley of the gun Now heed my words, everyone Beware the valley of the gun. The valley of sparkling waters was its name. A land to behold for that evil came. Named for the pristine stream that swiftly flowed And for its bed of stones that brightly glowed To the valley came five men of enterprise An opportunity to seize a land to mine but the valley was the home and holy land Of a small and peaceful native band So heed my words, everyone Beware the valley of the gun found evil men, men for hire, and in the dark of night they came with death and fire. The valley's fertile fields turned to red stained mud, its waters filled with charred bones and flesh and blood. The ten destroyers rode away, but one returned. Was it the wind or a plaintive cry it heard? Amidst the carnage, none could survive. He found a small native boy still alive. The boy became a man of hardened will His life consumed with the men that he must kill I knew the day would come when he would ride To cleanse the valley of that night when he had cried 
Oh, I can still see him up there on the hill. And him ride away to find the men who must pay still. Will nine be enough? Will he feel his work is done? Or will he come for me in the valley of the gun? So heed my words, everyone. Beware the valley of the gun. Yes, heed my words, everyone. Beware the valley of the gun. Yes, beware your valley of the gun. What gave you... (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, you got one song where you you got an applause. Please don't stop. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, uh, that song is... uh, you know, it means a lot to me because it, it, I don't want to get goofy, but it, it's got a kind of a mystical thing to it that I would write a song without doing any research and then do the confirming research after the song and, mm-hmm. and just got to go, wow. And so what I've started doing, and I've gotten three chapters written, I'm, I'm writing a novelette entitled The Valley of the Gun because, you know, you can only, in a song, can only be so long. <laughs> and that one, that one's pushing the limit, you know, of how long a song can be. And, <clears throat> and, uh, uh, so I'm telling the, the whole story in the in the novelette that I hope to finish one day, and uh, and then uh, my idea was if I could ever get somebody interested in it was that they could buy the song you know on a CD or a MP3 drive or something and mm-hmm. it'd be in the flyleaf and then they'd get the book with it you know see and then they could hear the song and then then read the whole story. Because you got to tell the story about this. I mean, what happened to this cowboy, not cowboy, but what happened to this killer who is singing the song that caused him to fall into that kind of, you know, uh, evil life that he would do such a thing? And then what would make him see this child that was left alive and raise the child up, which is what he's done? Mm-hmm. And then and at the very end, he's wondering, because the child somehow learns the story. i got to figure out how the child learns what happened to his parents and all of his villagers and he's still wondering if the child even though he raised him up is going to when he gets rid of all the other nine of the ten he's going to come back for him and that's how it ends and i and uh yeah thank you so uh so anyway you didn't get that a little bit from red river did you no you've mentioned that before but uh i may have to leave red river ends up you know, after you think Montgomery Glyph and John Wayne are going to kill each other or John Wayne's going to kill them, they end up okay. Yeah. Happy ending. Yeah. This, one, this one will probably have to end with uncertainty just like the song does. Well, what did, what did you ever do with the one from Australia? Oh, I've, I've, uh, all I've done is post it on YouTube. I need to. Have you heard anything from them? No, but I need to, you know, I had a connection for a while, and then that kind of faded away, and uh, I can't tell if that's in tune. My tuner's getting schizophrenic. Nothing's working today. But, you know, sounds okay. 
uh, speaking of, you know, love life, I don't understand people, you know. Like my neighbor Bob, I got a neighbor Bob. Bob's a real different kind of fella. But he's been married to Leslie for going on 50 years, and she puts up with him. And I don't understand it at all. I mean, just the other night, he was telling me they went out to a dinner, and a really nice dinner, and uh, celebrating something. may have been their anniversary, and and, uh, Leslie ordered spaghetti. And, of course, she, as, as you would know, she had this white, beautiful white blouse on. And what, what do you think happened, you know, as she's taking a bite of spaghetti? Some of that tomato sauce falls right on this white blouse. And she said to Bob, well, you look at that. I'm just a pig. And he goes, yeah, and you dropped some spaghetti sauce on your blouse there. And they stay together. What's that about? <laughs> I'm not saving you. (laughs) (laughs) There was a time that he actually reported Leslie missing. He went to the Sparta, went to the White County Sheriff's Department and reported her missing. Hmm. And uh, he said, the sheriff's intake guy said, well, Bob, how long has she been missing? He goes, about a month. He goes, month? Why are you just now reporting it? Well, I've run out of clothes to wear. (laughs) So, I mean... (laughs) And you've wondered why you have a problem. <laughs> hey, Pat McCollum, what a dear lady. And Simon, to do, Lee Howell, Gail, all these nine folks listening. John Dalton, I appreciate it. Sorry about that weird thing earlier, but uh, this is weird. I don't know if Thomas is still in there or not, but whatever you techies out there, give me some lessons later because I was not connected to the Internet, and even though it was sporadic, I was basically broadcasting. So I connected to the Internet here at Adams Place, and it wouldn't broadcast at all. So I've disconnected the Internet, and now I'm broadcasting again. That's weird. Who likes Ricky Nelson? Anybody? Do you remember Ricky Nelson? Okay, yeah. They remembered him when he was a little boy. So do I. Yeah. And his, his dad, or, dad, Ozzy, of course, was a genius. You know, he kind of, he totally, that was his show. I mean, he wrote the episodes and made every decision about it. And it was his decision to put Ricky on, start putting Ricky on at the end of the show and having those closing out with him and all those teenage girls and stuff. So he was the pioneer of video, uh, what do you call it, uh, videos of singing because uh, he uh, uh, had that going. And so uh, that made Ricky world famous, of course, later. Of course, he was emulating Elvis during those shows well it kind of was in this sense it really emulates elvis because one of the songs he did on the show which he later did in all his concerts in the show he didn't do it with the jordanaires of course because he had not connected to the jordanaires and was not a big touring solo artist but he did this song on the show but he also did it later and boy i tell you you're talking about something that's beautiful is there's there's one video i found on youtube of him doing the song live with the jordanaires singing the harmonies in the background, and it's just gorgeous. And so it's, it became my favorite song. It was kind of a heartbreak song, but it's a great one. It's called Lonesome Town, 1958. Y'all remember where you were in 58? Okay. Maybe you heard it then. There's a place where lovers go To cry their troubles away And they call it 
lonesome town where the broken hearts stay. You can buy a dream or two to last you all through the years. And the only price you pay is a heart full of tears. Going down to Lonesome Town Where the broken hearts stay Going down to Lonesome Town To cry my troubles away In a town of broken dreams the streets are filled with regret. Maybe down in lonesome town, I can learn to forget. In a town of broken dreams, the streets are filled with regret. Maybe down in lonesome town, I can learn to forget. Maybe down in lonesome town, I can learn to forget. That's a good song. Isn't it great? Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, it's a beautiful song. I yeah, just love it. it I, is. Love, I love the song. It was written by Baker Knight. Uh, you probably hadn't heard of Baker Knight, but uh, have you ever, remember that country song, uh, The Girls All Get Prettier at Closing Time? He wrote that Baker Knight song, too. <laughs> so he could write these old pop tear jerks and write pure old honky-tonk stuff, you know. So, uh, you know, what I realized the other day when I was, especially after I got that empty envelope about my, you know, dealing with discouragement, uh, I decided the best way anybody can start a day as soon as you possibly can is find another human being and just have a big hug. You can't do it this in this COVID time. And not only that, even when COVID's over, there's one place you can't do it, you know. Where is that? That's in prison. Don't want to do it there. I think I would, I think <laughs> walking through I have seen some hugging going on. So, who are the balls playing tomorrow? They're playing Georgia. Bulldogs. Ooh. Ooh, at Georgia, right? 2.30. Yeah, at Georgia. 
Are they letting people in the stands? Uh, about 20%, 20-25% attendance. I was thinking about something, Truman. I just now remembered it. I've got a friend I go to church with in Sparta. He's been a long-time stick ticket season ticket holder, and he got tickets this year. He was one of the, I don't know how they did them, through some lottery or something. Yeah. It's not his regular seat. Mm-hmm. It's like on the balcony right above his regular seats, but he did get tickets. So I just wondered if you did, you know. To... No. Okay. Well, I, I've got a seat, though. You do? Yeah, over at my son's house in okay. front of the TV. <laughs> That's a better seat anyway. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. It's going to be a big game. I mean, with it's, yeah, twenty thousand people there instead of a hundred and ten—that's big difference. Yeah, it in is that, big in that difference. Stadium, so I'm not sure it'd be that. You miss a whole lot of the atmosphere, the whole whole package there. With I think we're going to take Georgia this year. You think so? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. What do y'all got, think? We've got a strong offensive I'm with line. You. Yeah, but that defense is suspect, aren't they? Well, see, you've always been a downer. You played for MTSC back back in the you old know, Tennessee days. Teachers College. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You know, when my dad went here, it was Middle Tennessee Teachers College, and uh, of course, he didn't finish here because World War II broke out, and he enlisted in the Army Air Corps. Oh, bless his heart! I'm going to bring you a picture if I come You've back. You've never told me about that before. I'm going to bring you a picture if I'm back, invited back next week. I have got a picture that uh, uh, who's our great photographer friend here in town, Bill. You you talking about Larry Ralston? No, Larry used to be. Is he still photographing? Yeah, he's still doing that. Well, Larry's a great one, but Bill, uh, you know, who I'm talking about on the square. What's wrong with me, Shackley? Oh, okay, yeah. I found a YouTube video of, 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 of a sea battle off of New Guinea in the South Pacific entitled the Battle of the Bismarck Sea that my dad was in. And my dad is in this video. Mm. And they took a still, they got that video and did a still shot of him in his airplane looking mm. out. And I've got that picture that I'll, I'll bring to you. And I can tell you real briefly the story about that battle. That didn't have anything to do with the sinking of the business. <clears throat> no, no, totally different. Okay. That little, that, that little, uh, what do you call it, gulf or strait of water north of New Guinea, just that body of water right on north of New Guinea is called the Bismarck Sea. That's mm-hmm. the name of it, of that little section of the ocean there. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's why it's called that. But I next week, I'll, if I get invited back, I'll tell you, it won't take long at all. It's a very story I've truncated that I can tell you real quickly the story of that battle and then uh, and how my dad participated in it. Well, I promise you we will have everything fixed <laughs> technically wise. Well, I know the guitar's not coming out too good, but and I'm sorry, folks. That means my voice is coming out not too good but too loud. But, uh, but you know, when I started doing community theater, which I've done a lot of, I, I I got corrupted then. The very first director I had. Since you did. I, that's right. You were doing theater. Oh, yeah. My very first and, director. And you were actually wearing makeup and all that oh, other yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, makeup and all costumes and stuff. And uh, Yeah. But the very first director I had said, John, let me tell you something right off the bat. Learn this lesson. If you can't be good, be loud. <laughs> he played King Arthur in, in, uh, in a play. Uh, it was one of the major, major uh, uh Showcases. Well, that's my favorite role for sure. I got yeah. to play it twice. I got to play it once here at Murfreesboro Little Theater, and I got to play it at uh, Cannon County Arts Center. That's the big one. That was the big one. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. 
But I was, uh, I sing in church most every Sunday up in uh, Sparta, Tennessee. And I go to a really cool church. It's, it's get this, folks, it's the uh, Hickory Valley Methodist Presbyterian Church. No kidding. <laughs> Absolutely. The, the two congregations years ago got so small they couldn't support you know, a church themselves, so they combined. And so the uh, Methodist preacher preaches one week and the Methodist pastor preaches the next week. They just alternate. And uh, our Methodist pastor is a lady named Pat Smith, and uh, she's become a dear friend of mine, very profound, went to sem- seminary, probably has a theology degree and everything. And uh, uh, she's always, she'll always text me, uh, the week before the the service, like this week, and she'll ask me to do a, a couple of songs, and she'll pick them out. And uh, sometimes it's a very traditional old hymn, but sometimes it's a very new gospel song. So she's very eclectic in her listening and 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 so forth. And I've learned a lot of contemporary uh, gospel songs I didn't know because of these requests. And uh, and this is one I did a few weeks ago. She had requested. Uh, and it's called Fill My Cup, Lord. And it's just a beautiful song. So I thought I would do it. And maybe we can close out with this and maybe one more I've got if we got time, a couple of spiritual songs. I think we've run out of time. Have we? Well, see, I'm Church of Christ, and we don't allow instruments in our <laughs> church. Right. I got you. <laughs> I was raised up that way. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Like the woman at the well, I was seeking For things that would not satisfy. And then I heard my Savior speaking. Draw from my well that never shall run dry. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench the thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven. Feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up and make me whole. There are millions in this world who are craving the pleasure earthly things afford. But none can match the wondrous treasure that I find. In Jesus Christ, my Lord, fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up and make me whole. So my brother. If the things this world gave you Leave hungers that won't pass away My blessed Lord will come and save you If you kneel to Him and humbly pray Oh, fill my cup, Lord I lift it up, Lord Come and quench this thirsting of my soul Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up and make me whole. Yes, fill my cup, fill it up and make me whole.
That's a beautiful song. Isn't that a gorgeous song? I don't think I've ever heard it before. I hadn't heard it until just a couple of weeks ago, and I was so proud that uh, Pastor Pat put me onto it. i got to wrap up the show, son. Okay, we'll go out with this one. And Truman, thank you for having me. And uh, I'm glad we thank got all you it. folks for being here. I really appreciate it. Y'all are great folks. I think you probably heard this one, which is uh, always inspiring. And thank all you folks for watching. I love you. Love you dearly. Appreciate it. I believe that every drop of rain that falls. A flower grows. I believe that somewhere in the darkest night a candle glows. I believe for everyone who goes astray, someone will come to show the way. I believe. I believe. I believe above a storm the smallest prayer can still be heard. I believe that someone in the great somewhere hears every word. Every time I hear a newborn baby cry or touch a leaf or see the sky, then I know why. I believe Yes, every time I hear a newborn baby cry Or touch a leaf Or see the sky Then I know why I believe Beautiful song. Thank y'all. Thank you, Nick, back there at the station. Thank you, Truman. Thank all these dear folks here. God bless you all. See you guys Monday morning. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5.